Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's Around the House. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. <laughs> Welcome to Around the House with Caroline B and Eric G. This is the midweek special. This is where we have a great time here in the studio. And we run it fast and loose like we are today. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. We're going to have some fun today. We're going to talk about demo day, Caroline, because you've been doing a lot of this in the basement. Oh, my God. Demoing is just a nightmare. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's usually fun, but not when you're doing it after flood. Flood's no good. Yeah, this is like flood two this year, th flood three or something in the basement of your office. It has been a nightmare. Oh, my gosh. So give us some tips. I mean, We've been demoing, like now we're taking out this giant table that's, I mean, weighs 250 pounds. It was a work table that was down there from who knows, you know, the 1950s. Somebody built this like basically brick house of a, of a workbench. So tell me what to do. How do we get it out? We need like to remove metal. It's got a heavy metal top, legs, all that stuff that's heavy wood. Man, I like a heavy metal top. That's kind of, that's, that's my new cover band. Heavy metal top. <laughs> And I like wood, so there you go. No, just <laughs> <Boom, boom. laughs> that in the show. <laughs> that stayed in the show. This is a podcast, so guard your children's ears. <laughs> anyway, so here's the thing, and we'll talk about heavy metal in a minute and Steven Adler. That's a whole other heavy metal top. But, you know, here's the thing. I Demo Day is one of those things that you watch on TV, right? You watch... Chip and Joanna Gaines, and they grab the sledgehammer, and they're swinging around recklessly. And most of the time, that is the probably most wrong tool to use for demo day. It's really cute for television. Yeah. But rarely is a sledgehammer the answer. Uh, taking apart a table, to be honest, that's when I just get my saws all out with a, with a wood slash, you know, demo wrecking blade on it that'll cut through nails and metal and wood and just about anything. And I use that. And that's what I use for that kind of stuff. Safety glasses. And if it's all nasty, I use a mask. Yeah. And what was it? You got that saw. What was that saw you recommended to us? Remember you told us to get it. It worked great. It cut through all the shelving and all the wood like butter. You told us to get a blade. Oh yeah. Just that's what I was talking about there. That sawzall. Let me grab yeah, saw mine here. I've got uh yeah, let me see. I've got it right over here. Hold on. It's like 10 seconds away. You talk and I'll I'll grab it. So Eric has, he went to see Guns N' Roses, which I'm like, he, he saw a now much better concert. I'm talking about Guns N' Roses. <laughs> I'm saying that you had oh, a much see? better concert experience than we did in New Jersey because they had just begun. I did, uh -oh. but yeah, we'll talk about that. Look at that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And so I've got my Milwaukee Sawzall. It's cordless. So I can just go cut anything else with it I want. And they make them so you can get blades that are good for just cutting steel, cast iron. They make a blade basically for cutting anything up with that. So Yeah, it was awesome. That's what That exactly is my what we favorite used. wrecking tool. Yep. And that can take apart shelving. It could take apart cabinetry, whatever you need to gut. And it's just too big to take out. You know, you got to chop it up into smaller pieces. Absolutely. Absolutely. The thing with that too is, is you got like anything, you've got to plan demo out. You know, it's one thing to be taking apart a piece of furniture like you're doing, but I can't tell you how many times already this week I've seen people tearing out drywall, tearing out plaster because they're going to open up and make this big great room. And they tore stuff down, they tore it apart, and literally they've got everything torn down and they were going to go cut through the wall. And luckily they took the drywall off first because they had plumbing, gas lines, heating and cooling. Everything was jammed in there. Yeah. And, and that's wanna, where it gets dangerous. And you want to organize too, only from a cleanliness standpoint. Like I like to take things apart, but then I want to clean everything up and make sure that I'm getting all my sawdust and all that stuff up. And I, you got to make sure that you've got good HEPA ba bags. You know, I always use a, a bag in my shop vac and a HEPA filter as well. I mean, a, a HEPA filter. So, um, yeah, you know, that's, or you need to organize because it gets messy if you don't, and then you got it going all over the place. The only time I don't use the HEPA filter on the shop vac is if I am doing a bunch of drywall dust or fine dust, then what I do is I use the fine dust filter and then finish with the HEPA, the HEPA. because the fine dust filter does a little bit better job on getting up all that drywall material. Like if you've got a ton of plaster and drywall, I've always used that one and then swap my filter out for the last one and clean it up using that because it just makes it so much better. Yep. With you. So, well, let's talk about a little bit more about demo day two. There are some great pry bars and things that you can use out there. Um, again, I think taking it slow and go and planning ahead, um, you know, just like when you're taking a wall down, can you take that wall down? Is it load bearing? And in many areas, like for instance, at my house here and in the Portland metro area where I live, and everybody is different, but Oregon has some pretty stringent rules. So for instance, here on demo day, if I'm going to take that stuff and put it in the back of my F-250 truck and take it down to the landfill to drop it off, if I have vinyl flooring, drywall with texture on it, so if it's got like orange peel or any of that stuff, if I've got furnace and building materials, any of that stuff like ducting and stuff with tape on it, uh, or anything with basically plaster and roofing, I have to have that asbestos tested before I take it down there. Nice. And that's where you got to be really careful because what happens is if you have a house that is your primary address as a homeowner and it was built before 2002, before you go take that stuff down to the landfill, you have to have an asbestos survey where someone comes in and tests those materials before you get down there because they want that paperwork to go to the landfill. So I know you're a fan of that. <laughs> I think it's good to keep the I think it's good to keep the uh, the people down there safe that are the workers down there at the landfill. But anything 2002, so people get think, oh, it's 1970s. No, before 2002 yeah. is when they stopped really seeing it in there. 
Well, we're still using asbestos today, I believe, in breaks. And I mean, it's still around. It's yep. not that it's completely obsolete. So that's what people have to be worried about. You know, when you are working on things, they think, oh, it's just new. So we don't have it. But that's not true. It is still, I believe, in products. Yeah, it's roofing, that kind of stuff. But, you know, that's less dangerous than the flooring and stuff is. So mm. that's cool. Caroline, you sh shared up with me a cool party that was going on over at the Rainbow Bar and Grill on Instagram. This was uh, kind of cool. Yeah. We were talking about it when I went to go get the saw. Yeah, my <laughs> friend um, out in L.A., she went to see Steven Adler, who used to be with Guns N' Roses. And so we were, Eric and I were talking about Guns N' Roses because he just saw them in Portland. And they were much better than they were oh, in New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> you got yeah. a much better show. I mean, they were a little, I'm going to say, I love Guns N' Roses or GNR is one of my favorite, but they were a little bit rusty. So Eric got to see them. I think they were more warmed up. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, definitely. I mean, they played a great show. Um, you know, here's the thing. And when I see older bands, for instance, this is where I get a little bit on my soapbox. We have one of the best cover band scenes in the country here. There's, I can go see any night, just about go see any band that I want to see in a cover band format. And it was fun to see Guns N' Roses. Axel is not Axel from 1986, nor many singers are of their, you know, 30 something years later. They're usually not the same singers in their prime. Yep. But um, Sammy Hagar is, a, is one that I would say that was probably in the rock that says hasn't changed much, but most have, right? Oh, definitely. We've talked about David Lee Roth. I mean, that's just a train. That's like <laughs> the wheels went off the bus. <laughs> Hardcore. Oh, yeah. I mean, and then Gene Simmons from Kiss hammered on him and said it was like, what do you call, what do you describe him as is, it's like seeing, I'd rather see Elvis in Memphis than Elvis falling off the toilet oh in Graceland God. or something. And is I was just like, whoo, that's harsh. But, you know. Some people don't age as well, just like we talked about, you know, a couple months ago. John Bon Jovi has not aged well in the voice department. You well, know? I think in John Bon Jovi's case, I think that he, I think he has a lot of voice damage, I would say. Like, just by the way, yeah. when he tries to sing, it sounds like voice damage. Where, I mean, David Lee Roth was, in my opinion, was never a vocalist, right? I mean, if you know no. the story of the band. He was a showman. I mean, he was a showman. And so his voice was never, you know, going to carry him. But, you know, what they did develop and what they did like about him over time was that he basically had some really great lyrics and people came to love his songs because of his lyrical, you know, writing and poetry, really, if you will. So that's what really made yeah. him who he was, where, you know, Sammy can sing. You know, he, Sammy Hagar has always been a singer and still can sing to this day. Yeah. Yeah, and he still cranks it out pretty good. So it's pretty pretty cool to watch that. But Steven Adler and that band, he's with an Argentinian band from Argentina. I can mess that up again. <laughs> Argentine band from from uh, Argentina, of course. And they're a co cover band, and he's playing drums for them. And they, they sound, sound good. Fantastic. They were playing at the Rainbow Bar yeah. and Grill in Los Angeles. I mean, I, I, that's, I called Eric immediately because my friend's like, oh, I'm up on their Instagram story. I was there. And I said, cool. And I called Eric right away. I'm like, God, these guys sound good. I mean, they really sound like GNR. They sound great. I don't know who's singing, yeah. but he's fantastic. Yeah. Guy had a, yeah, it's, it's so good. And that's why I love going. We have a, a big, huge outdoor festival. Didn't happen this year. Didn't happen last year, but it'll happen next year. We have a big outdoor festival. That's a three-day festival called Hair Fest. And it's, you know, 
40 cover bands over three days. And it's like you're going to the big rock festival because I hate to say it. Some of these bands are either not together or some of them are probably playing better technically than the bands that, that are out there on tour with the same people. I mean, there's uh, one Beastie Boys cover band that just rocks it like the Beastie Boys. That's awesome. And you're not catching the Beastie Boys anymore, but it's as close no. as you're going to get to it. So that stuff's pretty cool. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> well, one more thing I wanted to talk about on Demo Day before we run out of time here is that just like anything, you got to have a good plan, right? You got to know what you're going to take out, what your construction plan is, and do your research before you open that wall up. For instance, if you're doing a demo or you're taking a kitchen out, turn the power off, turn the water off, turn the gas off, turn all those things before you empty into that to make sure, turn your heating and cooling system off so you're not sucking all that that dust around everywhere, right? Oh, 100%. And also, guys, make sure you have somewhere to take your debris. You know, people start dumping it out. Like, we're seeing this now. I mean, from the floods, there's just debris out on the side of the road. Everyone has brought their debris out of the house with nowhere to dump it. The local communities weren't open because it was the Labor Day weekend. So, like, that was all closed. You've got to have dumpster passes if you're going to go to the dump. So, if you have a community dumpster, you've got to think about these things ahead of time. Like, where are you going to dump debris and where are you going to take it to? Because you can't just throw it out in the trash. Oh, you have community dumpsters? That's cool. We don't out here. That's not something what we do. Yeah, we so. do. So like if you're a local community, wherever you live, like in our town, you can go and get a dumpster pass. It costs you like 50 bucks and you get three passes and you can fill up, you know, pretty much as much as you can in like say an F-150 or truck and bring it there and dump it. Isn't that yeah. great? That's cool. Yeah, we here we have to go to, in my area, we have what they call Metro and Metro runs transit they run the zoo they run the landfill and so you end up going over there and they just charge you by the pound so for me i've got to drive 22 23 minutes just to get to that no traffic and then they weigh it and dump it off and i think the minimum charge is about 40 bucks to get in and out of there yeah so you have to know like and make sure you have somewhere to transport this stuff you've got a truck you have something a van whatever it is to get it where you're going people don't think about it they just start doing it and now i'm seeing all these homes with everything's out on the curb so it's not good you know it's gonna rain yeah again. it's not good i mean it's one thing i guess a natural disaster and 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 sometimes people hope that the city's going to come by or the county or the well, you know or the township or whatever is going to roll through there with uh with dump trucks but doesn't always happen that way. No. And then you've got the stuff sitting in your yard and, and, and like we're, believe it or not, Eric, do you believe we're going to get flash floods Wednesday and Thursday again? Get out. Can you send that water this way? We need it. Oh my gosh. So the Northeast is just getting pounded and the West has, West has nothing. Ah, uh, we need our, we need our rain out here. We're getting hammered. Well, you know what this weekend is as well. I'm going to be out at the, uh, at the, uh, Parade of Homes here. It's the Northwest Natural Parade of Homes. Checking that out. Um, All of you listening on the radio on AM860, The Answer, the Washington State Cougars will be uh, preempting our second hour of the show. So here's one thing. If you listen to us on the radio, no matter what station we're on, sometimes sports, local, (laughs) national, you know, specials will, will preempt us. You can always catch the podcast right here where you're listening to this one and you will get the larger, bigger, fuller show. Cause for instance, when we had Clyde Lewis on the radio, which was a best of this last week, we got a lot of fan mail over that. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thanks, that guys. 
if you listened on the radio, you missed the extra 24 minutes that were in the podcast. So radio's cool driving around, but uh, if you catch the podcast, most of the time with our interviews, you will catch the added extra content that didn't make the radio show. And there's always good stuff with that. Yeah. It's always Eric and I joking around. It's this and stuff we, right here that we're having a good time with, right? say things like wood. <laughs> <laughs> and now a word from our sponsor. <laughs> denied. No, I'm not denied. <laughs> Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise and Wood. Oh my God. We're going off the rails now. Going On off the rails now. Let's have a good time with that. On that note. On that note, I'm Eric G. And I'm Caroline B. And you've been listening to Around, Around the House. Now. Anywhere beyond the mean Life is a love song, let's be lovers We're all over the radio Take my hand, I know where to go Hey, it's Eric G from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand-molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out Millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's Millboard.com.